0: You're dialed into the Utah Man Podcast Sideline Report.
1: Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, Utes Get their new coach for the basketball team in Craig Smith. And we got some exciting news for fans joining the red and white game. I'm Cameron and I got Ryan. AU Nation. And Scott.
2: What's up? It's good to be back, dude. I got a little I got a little Craig Smith like uh jump in my stump tonight.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> jump in your stump.
2: <laughs>
0: it's, it's you a, shouldn't have hit record
2: so soon, Cameron. <laughs> it's a cash valley phrase. You guys wouldn't understand.
1: Uh, so Utah gets their man in Craig Smith out of Utah State. A lot of names. That were getting thrown around, Ryan. I know you and I when we uh, recorded when Larry was let go. We mentioned Alex Smith, Johnny Bryant. Um, you know, getting interest in in, in the head coaching job. Uh, but Utes get Craig Smith, and and honestly, guys, it, it's not a splash of a hire. I'm not gonna lie, but Oh, oh. But no, hold on, hold on, hold on. But the dude can win a press conference. I am jacked for this hire. I wish the season was starting today.
2: Well, all right. I, I got I got a, I got a lot to say because I wasn't on the last podcast, so I, I didn't even give my surprise. I didn't, even, surprise. <laughs> I didn't even give my thoughts on Larry. I didn't get to say goodbye.
0: We waved to him for you.
2: Goodbye, Larry. Long trails, sweet grass. Play that guitar. Thanks for your time. Go Utes. No, I, you know, can't I, I mean, I'll come right out of the gates. I think it's a huge hire. I think it's a slam dunk hire.
0: No, I don't think it's a bad hire. I like the hire, but I'm, I, I was kind of in the Alex Smith, or Alex, sorry, Alex Jensen camp. You know, that, that looked very promising till you know, right up at the end where Alex removed his name from consideration. And I and I think he, Alex would have done a good job. He would have had to surround himself with some some good uh, recruiters because uh, he's not as familiar with the college game anymore. But I thought that would have been a great hire from a lot of standpoints, from a fan standpoint, an alumni standpoint, from a player development standpoint.
1: Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad hire. When I say it's not a splash, I, I think it's just because it's a lot of unknowns with, with him, right? I mean, we are only familiar with him for the last three years at Utah State. I'll be the first one to to admit I haven't really followed Aggie basketball in three years. Uh, I know he's had a lot of success up there, but I didn't know too much about him. And I think that when I say it wasn't the splash higher, that's just what I mean by that. But the dude, he's, he's won me over. In the two interviews I've heard him, uh, in the press conference when he was hired, and then again, on he was interviewed on ESPN 700 with Bill Riley. He's saying things that Larry Koskoviak never talked about, right? He's talking about building a program through recruiting, how that's all dependent on relationships. He's talking about net rankings to get in the NCAA tournament. Things we've never heard in the last 10 years from a head coach, and I think that's what's most refreshing to me and what's getting me the most excited, is here's a guy that has a track record. Everywhere he's gone, he's turned programs around. I mean, just look at his last last place at Utah State. Utah State was a dump a dumpster fire when he got there, right? Completely Much like Utah. <laughs> no, exactly like Utah, right? And what, is he's, what has he done? He's turned that into... Uh, a conference championship team that's gotten into the NCAA three years in a row.
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh, as as you mentioned, uh, you kind of spoke for me in the last podcast how Craig Smith was my number one, uh, uh, you know, target going in uh, going into this search, and <laughs> I'll tell you everything that you guys have just said. I mean, I'm jacked. I haven't been this jacked for Utah basketball in a long, long time. And I know it's just a hire, but what this program has been lacking for such a long time is juice, is some excitement people buzzing about it, people talking about it. And guess what? It took getting rid of Larry and bringing in a guy that has a pulse to come in and 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 bring that juice back to the fan base. I mean, obviously he's got to win. There's no questions about that. And with his track record, what he's been able to do at every stop, he's not only has he has he jumped around a little bit. But every time he's taken a new job, he's he's gone up a competition level pretty significant. And he's still won at each and every one of those stops. And he's and he's won quickly. So I I think with with the talent, if we're able to retain a lot of these important guys and we we can kind of get into that here in a bit and then add a few key uh, key pieces through the transfer portal, I think he's got a chance to win right right from the get go. and and be competitive in the Pac-12. But I'm just excited that there's actually juice back in the program. So
1: I do have a comparison for Smith that I think kind of reminds me of a a former hire that Utah has had in the past. We're up against a break, but when we come back, I'll kind of dive into my thoughts on what this hire really reminds me of. Do you know what he reminds me of? I'm not saying that he is there by any stretch of the imagination, but do you know what this really feels like? When Utah hired Urban Meyer. Utah football needed that shot on the arm. Utah football needed someone to come in and excite this fan base right from the get-go. And, you know, I don't want to compare him to Urban with meaning that Utah basketball is is gonna make all these final fours now. Um. By any means, but I do. I do feel it's kind of similar. Whereas this fan base is, is excited now for basketball.
0: There very there's are there are some similarities there. He's he's an up and coming coach that has won on different levels, as Scott just said, and um, he does he does bring that fire and that enthusiasm that we all saw when Urban got here. Um, not only did Urban light a fire under the players, but look what he did to the fan base and to the student section. there were just involved the entire university community in, in the, in the sport of football. And then you can, you can kind of see that Craig Smith has that energy and enthusiasm and and leaning towards doing the same thing.
1: Well, I think he's, he's done that when, when he talks about, you know, bringing in better competition in non-conference in the Huntsman Center. How you need to do that for your fan base, for your boosters, for your student section. And, and I think well, those I think, are the things that Larry didn't care about. L- Larry well, never la- talked about that. And, and 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 sorry, Scott. Let me just finish this thought. It, it's almost like Larry didn't want to talk about the issues or the problems with the program. He wanted us to scoot it under the rug and everything was sunshine and roses. Whereas in the two two interviews that Craig Smith has done he's hit everything on the head he's not hiding from anything that the Utah program has what what's been suffering for it and he's tackling those issues right off the bat
2: well i i think the scheduling is the biggest piece because you know you fans have become so accustomed to Larry scheduling nobody we get nobody in the Huntsman center we just get these no name yo mama state Schools coming in that that excites nobody. It doesn't bring anybody in on a cold winter's night. It it doesn't do anything for the program other than get get these players and protect the young players. And that's what Larry always did. Is he wanted to protect his young team because he always had a young team because everybody transferred out of the program after a year or two in the program, and and so he was protecting himself. So. You hear, I mean, when you hear um, when you hear Craig Smith talk about, "Hey, we're not going to be afraid of anybody. Bring on the competition." I mean, that's just a, a breath of fresh air. Hearing a guy that's going to bring some quality teams into the Huntsman Center that he's not going to be afraid to schedule. And guess what? If if you bring a, a high quality team. Um, uh, from the Midwest, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve in here. Guess what? Even if you lose, you still get butts back in the seats. You start filling the Huntsman Center. We can get rid of that stupid curtain in the upper bowl. And yeah, at this on
0: today to look at season tickets, and so you can't even look at seats up there.
2: Yeah. Craig Smith, the next thing he needs to accomplish as the coach of Utah is going and lighting those curtains on fire. <laughs>
1: So, kind of talking about the curtains. Let's hurry break down the contract that he signed. So, it's a six-year deal, uh, worth twelve point six million dollars over that year. Uh, His first season, uh, his base salary is one point eight five million. Just to kind of give it some comparison, uh, Larry Koskoviak's last season with the with the Utes, uh, his contract for one year was three point nine million. Thing that I really think is impressive. Uh, that the Utah, Utah Athletic Department did was they put in bonuses based on ticket sales into into Craig Smith's contract. I I like it because it it makes him build a a winning program that fans want to come and see, and he's rewarded off of that. You know, the more butts he gets in the seats, he he's rewarded. And I I just I think that's really creative. I don't think I've heard that in in college athletics, and I'm sure it's out there. Uh, but I really like that about about the contract. It it's going to force him to build a successful, and recruit the fans back from the stadium.
2: He he's going to have a little growing pain and some adjusting to do when he compares um, the student sections from Utah State <laughs> to Utah basketball must because I, I I don't know what they call themselves up up in Logan like the the utter group or um like i don't know but they have great student support and it makes for a fun environment fun home games and let's just be honest the muss at utah basketball is atrocious it's 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 joe schmo and his third friend and mario and luigi it's
1: they gave away free pizza at every game when they still couldn't get students there
2: and Larry gave away a hundred bucks to somebody in this student section. And it was literally the one person who showed up in the student <laughs> section, got the hundred bucks. So that's where we need to see that excitement. I mean, you mentioned what urban Meyer did for the, for the football program. Well, the must, the must exploded when urban got here. Now, granted you go and you, you only lose one game in two years. Yeah. You're going to bring a lot of excitement with you, but it was how he how he approached the students. He would go um, on campus. He would go to the sorority houses and he would personally invite everybody to attend every home game. And that's what he had to do to get people interested at, at the start. And I'm, I'm yeah. not saying that that's what Craig Smith's going to go do, but it's going to take an effort to, to bring that excitement back. And I just hope as you mentioned, Ryan, season tickets. I just hope fans, the Huntsman Center is one of a kind when we've got a good team and that place is full. I just want to get back there.
0: The good old glory days for sure. I mean, yeah, he, he, it is going to take some effort on his part to get out and, and recruit the, the students to come participate and watch the games. But it, it in, in all reality, it comes down to to building a solid program where players want to stay and be a part of it and winning basketball games. Because if you win and you put, you have a good product on the floor, the fans will come watch it.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, winning, winning will cure a lot, but even if you go to the Larry K. era, when we were winning with DeLon, with Pirtle and, and had great success the Huntsman Center never filled up completely. It it got close, but it was not. And and to an extent, you know, the Huntsman Center is the biggest venue in the Pac-12, and attendance in general, especially in college basketball, is not what it not not what it used to be anywhere in the country. So can, can we get back to where we're feeling it like the gymnastics do does? Um, you know, meet in and meet out. I don't know, but. Hopefully, we can get we can get some momentum there from some excitement level, season tickets, get the must going again, and and make the Huntsman Center, make the Huntsman Center fun again. Well,
1: and I think it all comes down to an, an identity with the program. <laughs> if fans can can clue into what the culture is, what the identity is, if they can get behind guys they can cheer for and root for year after year, that's how you build your fan base. Uh, what the problem with Larry, with the roster changing every single season, no one knew who was on the team. It, it was hard hard to build that culture, hard to kind of get behind the guys because you didn't know who was going to be there the next year.
0: Well, And when you don't win, nobody cares who's on the team.
2: Yeah, Larry, Larry had the one-and-done mentality without the top talent.
0: Well, It, it worked for the other coach, K.
2: <laughs> Not this year, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: all right so that'll kind of do it for our initial thoughts of the hire i would love to hear what you have to say about what you think about craig smith and and him getting the job you can always hit us up on twitter at utah man podcast Uh, we're up against a break uh so let's go to that when we come back let's talk about maybe some staffing uh, that might be coming down the pipeline All right. So Utah has their head coach. Now they got to fill in some staff members. Uh, one's that kind of already broken. Coach Slocum's coming back. Uh, he was here under Larry, went down to UNLV, and now he's back um, as an assistant. Uh, but they're still and a couple... bringing a
0: player with him.
1: Possibly, possibly.
0: Possibly. Uh, but
1: they're still. Are you, more breaking, are
0: you breaking news here, Ryan? <laughs> I just put two and two together. <laughs> It'll be good to get
2: Donnie Tillman back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously there were some guys on Larry's staff that has some kids on the team uh, with Jones and Martinez. I don't know. I don't know if either one of them are back to be honest with you. And I don't, I don't really know if I agree with maybe them holding the, holding the team hostage to get their dads a job. Um, nothing against either one of them. I, I think they're great coaches. You know, Martinez has uh, great connections in the AAU circuit. You know, I really want the best, the best guys in there. And 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 Craig Smith talked about how he wants coaches that can recruit, that can build relationships, that can recruit. That's that's the number one thing he needs or wants in, in his staff. So, so it will be interesting to see where he goes uh, with these hires he's going to make.
0: You you said that you made a comment there about these players holding him hostage. Are you, is that something you've heard?
1: No, I mean I I'm not I'm not hearing anything like that. Uh, if their dads aren't uh, on staff, that that they'll leave. But I don't think that should be a concern or in in a thought when when hiring a, an assistant coach.
0: Definitely, de- yeah, definitely not, in, especially when you're looking long term. I mean. These kids are eventually going to move on through transfer or graduation at some point. You can't, you can't be held hostage with, with a coach or you know, an assistant or a staff member that you really don't want to be there just because you got their son there initially.
2: Yeah, and and uh, honestly, I mean, Ryland Jones already—he came out y- yesterday that he's he's back and he's back with the team. And uh, uh, who knows if his dad has been secured or if that's still in the, in the works or if he's going to be if he. Is going to be looking for a job elsewhere so I mean I think from that perspective uh you know I think uh, Ryland's is, is set to go the, the big question is Ian Martinez and uh um because that is yeah you, do, do you want to hire a guy um solely just to keep his son on the team you know what? I'm not sure I'm not sure he's Should be a coach, but if there's a if there's a a position on the staff, whether it's a a director of player development, operations, um, something that 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 he can fill, and you know if that helps keep Ian. Martinez here, I think you kind of have to To an extent, because I think Ian is that talented And this program needs a guy That has his abilities Because if you lose him I think you're looking at a real tough rebuild That's going to take a little bit uh, A little while to get going again He's that type of a talent Now um, It looks like uh, um, Craig Smith Is going to bring the director of um, I believe it was the director of player development up at Utah State, he's going to bring him down to the director of ops. Um, so that position looks to, to potentially be filled already. Um, but yeah, outside of, uh, outside of Slocum, it's being rumored that one of the assistants from Utah State is going to be coming and joining S- Craig Smith's staff. But as you Cam, as you mentioned, they gotta get they gotta get somebody who can recruit in state, somebody who's got those California ties, and to an extent, you get that through Slocum. Um, man, I I would love to see Burgess added to the staff. I think I think that would be huge.
0: I I agree. I think that's I think that's where you've got to go. You've got to make that call. But I I think Pope does everything he can to keep him. But maybe maybe
2: BYU can't pony up. Well and 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 it sounds like Burgess he he wants to return home. He he wants he wants to be a part of uh, the Utah program, wants to be in the Pac 12. And so if if he if 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 he's got that interest and if that interest is legit, man, I th- I think that would be a home run it, to add him to that to, to that that group and and if if that's the case, I think I think you've got a really good Really good staff. It's got a lot of different uh, um, abilities and strengths, but also is going to do really well on the recruiting front. So that, that, that would be a staff. Um, obviously, we're all speculating because there's still nothing confirmed out there. Um, but that, I, I'd be really thrilled with, with that type of staff.
1: Well, I think Burgess would be a home run. Uh, what he's been able to do under Pope as far as recruiting the state of Utah is huge Um, and I think that's really what this program needs Um, you know Craig Smith talked about how recruiting is your bloodline uh, and through a program and Winningham with the football team talks about all the time about how you need to recruit where you are Utah basketball needs to recruit the state of Utah they need to get the top talent in the state of Utah to build that program to help build that fan base to build that identity uh, that that we harped on in the first segment of this episode, I, I think that the thing uh, as far as Ian Martinez, I, I completely agree. Utah, it, it's big for him to stay with Utah losing Timmy Allen and Alfonso Plummer have have both entered their names in the transfer portal. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to pull their names out like what Riley Batten did. You need guys that have been in the program, and I know Craig Smith is used to to building a program from nothing. What he did at Utah State, right? I think he talked about there was like one or two guys on roster uh, when he took over. But I really, I, I just don't think you can do that in, in a P five conference in the Pac twelve. You can't start from scratch and and in year one and and expect success. You need to have some continuity in there. So definitely Ryland Jones coming out is huge uh, but Ian Martinez, having that kind of athleticism when you, when you're losing an allen and a, and a plumber is big for this program
2: and obviously talent's the name of the game. I mean I don't care how good of a coach you have um, without talent you're, you're not gonna do anything. so you know you've you got to be able to mesh those two things and 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 get that talent here obviously there's there's some a number of guys in the transfer portal who uh, Look to be pretty good that a rumor that Utah maybe have some interest in, or maybe there's some mutual interest. Um, um, even one coming from, uh, from Utah state who transferred from Virginia to Utah state last year. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of unknowns still kind of where we're at staffed uh, player wise. And, and I think in the coming weeks, we're going to, you know, kind of have a real good feel about how things are going to look for next year. But at, at the moment, I don't know, some of these unknowns are kind of fun to see uh, see um, what he's able to do in a short time um, and, and who he can bring in.
1: I will say I I do love the fact that Craig Smith was asked about the transfer portal and he flat out said, I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's just it's it's there. So we got to use it. Larry was never like that. Larry hated it didn't want anything to do with it, thought it was the worst thing to college basketball, uh, but the fact is it's there, and I like the fact that Craig Smith isn't hiding from it, that he is going to use it to benefit him and his program, uh, which, again, something we didn't see under Larry.
0: You, it, it, The way that college basketball is now, do you have, well, college athletics in general, you have to utilize what's in front of you, and the transfer, transfer portal is another way of recruiting and whether you like it or not that's the way college sports is headed so you've got to take advantage of it
2: well i mean look look what kyle whittingham's done through the transfer portal um the guys that he's he's been able to pull in i mean even just this off season what they were able to do at the quarterback position at the running back position after that terrible uh incident with incident with uh, ty jordan and, and really having to go and, and restock the the cupboards for the running back position, Kyle Whittingham's thrived at that. And we, you know, we've, we've lost a few guys, but nobody real significant that, uh, that you've lost as a result of it, but gaining, you know, Kyle's figured it out and uh, it, it can, it can really benefit a program as you just said, right? So I I'm optimistic. Craig Smith, he's saying all the right things, obviously, you know, there's a long way to go. This isn't gonna happen overnight, but man, I'm excited for the the direction that he's taking the program.
1: All right, so before we wrap this up, I do wanna talk about Utah's opening up the red and white game to about sixty five hundred fans. I I'm actually surprised that they're doing this. I, I honestly thought that they wouldn't allow any fans in whatsoever. Um so I, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I wish it was more. I wish it was more fans being allowed to, in the stadium. Um, but I guess some is better than none.
2: We're not going to be held down by California any longer.
0: It should be more. I mean, the Jazz let that many people in in an indoor 18,000-seat arena. This is 45,000 outside. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's due to Pac-12 protocols, which Pac-12, the Pac-12 placates to everything California so we have to, uh, we have to be penalized because of California steel moronic, but, um, on that note, at, at least, Hey, 65, uh, 6,500 people get in there, which, uh, you know, it's probably on average, maybe what you're going to get, unless it's a great sunny, warm day. Um, but, uh, 10 bucks a pop going to a good cause. So, um, hopefully they, they can get 6,500 people out there and, uh, see uh, see something from spring since it's basically behind a big giant wall that we don't even know what's going on
1: okay here's a question for you guys since they're charging can they hold the starters out
2: i don't think you're gonna see anything
0: different than you would normally see if it was
1: free
2: kyle whittingham does not care what you think (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not saying that to you cam i'm saying that to the entire fan base he's gonna do what he wants to do and at the end of the day, I mean, none of none of us want to see an important guy get injured um, just because he's having to play some reps in a spring game. So, you know, I mean, I would love to uh, see see the quarterbacks and and see these guys and and see them in action and what they can do and and how they're looking. Um,
0: you almost have to be able to play those quarterbacks and running backs because they're they're inexperienced, and you've got to and you've got to find a starter still for both of those roles. Uh, they
1: found Charlie Brewer's their starter. Don't play him in the red and white game. Let keep, you need to protect him. Put him in bubble wrap.
2: No, well, honestly, I mean, all they need to do is just make the quarterbacks un, um, untouchable. Just put a yellow jersey on them. Yeah, hey, I mean, they, uh, he, they, they should, they those guys that, should they, still be they taking They did that reps. in the
1: past. They did that in the past, and guys still got injured.
2: Who? Who got D- injured? Jordan Wynn. Wynn was not untouchable. He was not untouchable mm-hmm. that game.
1: Yeah. Jumping on, a, jumping on a fumble is what did it. <laughs> he wasn't even hit, but jumping on a fumble.
2: Yeah. But, again, he was live. I'll tell you what, that ten dollars better come with the free cowboy corn dog. <laughs> Can you confirm, Cam? They won't
0: have concessions open because California says no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. It'll be good. It'll be good to at least get a glimpse of football before uh, before spring comes to an end.
1: Definitely will. All right, I'll do it for this episode. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: At Drum and Feather. Drum,
2: the letter N, Feather.
1: And Scott?
2: Yeah, you can find me at UteMan underscore forever.
1: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at UtahManPodcast. You can go to our home, UtahmanPodcast.com. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere through you a podcast. We are there. Until next time, go Ute.
2: Go Utes. Go use. You'll be till that. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and
0: opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no
1: way affiliated with the University of Utah.